Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. There we have been seeing how in our reading, how the power of God or how the, the one who contains the power of God when he was about to use the power of God over our lives, how they subjected him through brutalities. But the scripture I want to show you is Second, First Corinthians chapter 2, reading right from verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, reading from verse 5. Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is more. It says that, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. Wisdom of men, in other words, what men think is right or what men think is, is better. So you are making decisions not because of what your friends like, not because of what your family members endorse, but because of what God's power, God's power has introduced you into. Because if we are not careful, there are a lot of people who are living their Christian lives on the basis of what is acceptable to their cronies, their compatriots, their friends, their allies. So if their friends say that, oh, you don't have to fast too much. When the church is doing seven days fasting, why you can just do one or two? Because it make, that makes sense to their friends. They say, well, I don't have to do too much. I don't have to. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't pursue God with friends' opinions. You don't pursue God with friends' opinion. It says that my soul tests for you um, in Psalm 63, one, two, three. It said, early in the morning will I rise up and see thee. It said, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee. In a, in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. Verse 2 says that to see what thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen in the sanctuary, when I went to church, the way I saw your power at work, me too, I want to see it in my actual life. So then your faith does not rest on just this wise saying and nice things, but your faith rests in the power of God. What you are doing, you know that is power, power program or power pursuit. It's pursuit of the glory of God. The power. So it's not only power, but power and glory. Everywhere God's power is manifested, his glory follows. Everywhere, and your faith should not be should not be in how nice what was said is, or how powerful that statement is. Your faith should rest in how powerful God is. God is power. He said to see your power and your glory, as like in the dusty land, things are not working. But I want to see your power. And some people want to, oh, 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 oh. Some people want to see God's power, but they don't want to do a, a test and hunger. Look at verse one again, 63, Psalm. It says that, oh God, thou God, only will I see thee. Don't waste, don't waste time. Don't wait till you are 60. You might get, but you might not get the best for your life. Only. 
Some of you are still in your teens. Thank God. Some of you are still in your early 30s. Thank God. Some of us are still in our early, uh, late 30s or early 20s, late 20s. Thank God. Some of us are in our early 30s or mid 30s or late 30s. Thank God. Some of us are in our uh, 40s. Thank God. Seek him early. He said, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts, my soul. There's something in me that is looking for God. There's something. There is something in me that is really looking for God. So everything that is happening, I, I don't see it. I just, I just want God. Sometimes people are talking and saying this, but you know, I can't be bothered. I, I want God. Listen, if you are not desperate for God, you won't see his glory in a colorful way. The glory of God is reserved to those who are hungry for him. In a certain dimension, you are hungry. You are actually hungry. You want God. The blessed, oh, one of the blessedness of fasting is to express your hunger for God. So what does that mean? It's not just the hunger you are feeling, but the desire you have for God is making you walk away from normal life so you can pursue God. That's the expression of hunger. So it's not just, you are not hungry because you didn't want to eat. You are hungry because you chose to put it aside because you know that it's time to seek the Lord. You are seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord. He said, my soul thirsts for you. Early will I seek you. My soul Thirst for thee, my flesh longs for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. What if there's no water somewhere? Is this the water you look for? I said, No, I want God. If you are not married and you are a certain age, is it not a wife you look for? Or is it not a husband you look for? I really want to marry. And then you have a mother who is putting putting pressure on you. He, he, you have to marry. So when we see your husband, and you can see you are thirsty. The, there's no water, there's no husband, you are thirsty. And you are saying, when I'm thirsty, I will look for God. That's what he's saying. When there are things pressing on my life, I need a job. I need a job critically. I need my friends to like me. I need to fit in. I need a house. I need something. I need money. Can you imagine? You need money and you give offering. Why? Does the world cannot understand that. How can someone who is looking for money be giving offering? No. When you are looking for money, you want to, you are doing your, you preparing for your wedding. You save money. You don't sow seeds. You save money. You don't give offerings. And you don't even take big steps of faith in giving certain types of offerings or give blessing. Maybe there's a building project and you, you are saving to buy a house and chunk of what you are saving, you, you give it for the work of God. It's like it's madness. The world calls it madness. But God knows that that is hunger. In the dry and dusty land, I test for God. I seek God. My flesh longed for you in a dry and a dusty land. And you don't, you, listen, you don't, you don't, oh, thank you, Jesus. You don't expect, you don't have to expect everybody to understand why you are looking for God. They won't appreciate it. They won't appreciate it because they, they are not your shoes. But I need God. Listen, I am so desperate for Jesus. Not because of anything I need. I just want him. If I get him, I'm fine in him. I just want Jesus. I just want Jesus. I just want Jesus. 
more of you, Lord. How do you get more of him? By giving more of yourself to him. Some people only say, more of you, more of you, and they are not willing to give more of themselves. The way to getting more of God is giving him more of yourself. The more of yourself you give to God, the more of him you get. That's why Jesus says that except you, if, if, you do, if a man desires to save his life, he will lose it. But if a man is willing to lose his life for my sake, he will gain it. So the more you lose your life for him, the more you gain it. The more you give yourself to God, the more you gain God. God is abundantly available for those who have made themselves abundantly available for God. My soul thanks for you. I'm coming back to the first Corinthians. My soul thanks for you. And then it says that in a, in a land where there is no water, then the next verse is, why am I thirsting for you? Not to get water, but to see your power, thy glory. So as, I've, so as I have seen in the sanctuary, sanctuary means place of worship. Sanctuary means gathering place, uh, 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 like tab tabernacle, sanctuary, place of worship, place of fellowship. Church, what I've seen in church, shouldn't stay in church. If you are not hungry enough for God, what you see in church is just church. But when you are hungry for God, what you see in church, you begin to see it in your life. The testimonies you are hearing about people, it becomes your also regular, not once in a while, regular testimony. I see God favoring you. So Paul said to his church that I did not come to you in enticing uh, ways of mountains and all that. And he says that we have done these things so that your faith will, will, shall not stand in the wisdom of men. That wisdom of men means that it doesn't mean it's foolish faith because it doesn't have wisdom and men, wisdom of men. What it means is that when what men see right, what seems right in the eyes of man, don't forget Proverbs chapter 14, 12, it says that there is a way that seems right before men or seems right to men, but the end thereof is that there is a way that seems right unto man. Okay, so that rightness unto man is what is addressing that, you see, does that mean you don't have to live your life based on what is not right? No, it's 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 it can it, that would that be silly, all right. So you have to do what you know is right. But the, there are times what you know is right is not the right way for you because you don't know a lot. For instance, you you are you want to invest into making um um okay you want to invest into building shops. That's all you specialize in. And it was a good thing because at the time you were specializing everywhere they were building shops. And then coronavirus comes and people, everyone goes online. And the shops are closing and selling. At that time, I see what you are specialized in now. Now, it was right, but listen, you have, you have missed it. You missed your destiny. So there are things that are right to us, but it might not be right for our destiny. And if all your life and decision making is built around what only seems right in the sight of men. There are times it's even wrong, but men think, but there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing. What's wrong if I'm living with my boyfriend? What's wrong? He loves me. I love him. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's workable. It's in fact, some people have done it and it, it didn't backfire. It really worked for them. So I see what's wrong. So the fact that it seems right doesn't actually make it right. 
doesn't make it right. Some things might, that might not be, even socially speaking, there might not be anything wrong with it, but is it the right thing for you to do at this material moment for your destiny? Is it the right thing for you to do at this material moment for your destiny? No, not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. So there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. Now, he says that I want to teach you in a way and I want to speak to you through the power of God so that your faith does not stand in the wisdom of men, but your faith, give me King, New King James, so that your faith will not, uh, uh, so your faith should not be in, okay? Be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith what does that mean for your faith to be in the power of God? So, oh, hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you are going through. You know God can sort it out for you. It doesn't matter what you have been through. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. It doesn't matter the negativities around you. It doesn't matter what doesn't seem to be working for you. Like, look, look, you've been waiting to believe in God for marriage for the past 10 years and nothing is happening. And so you are still believing God. Job's wife said to Job, are you still believing in this God? Chapter two. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die because you are suffering too much. Curse God. Forget it. Why are you suffering like Just curse God and die. And Job said, he said, but he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. <laughs> In your case, because we are New Testament time, you may not have to use the word foolish. But Job said, you speak like one of, shall I indeed only accept good from God? Shall I not accept adversity if God has allowed it? Whatever God has allowed is, now the point I'm trying to make is that you have to know that the power of God will deliver you. Wow. If your faith is, does not rest in the power of God, your faith will, will give in one way or the other. Because some of the things that come against us, you need faith in God's power. So much so that even if your Lazarus is four days dead in the tomb, you will know that he's going to come back alive. Now, you can't believe that if you don't believe in the power of God. He says that, so we teach you these things, that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but your faith will be in the power of God. Watch this. Verse 6. Verse 6. It says that, however, what we are saying is not stupid. We actually speak wisdom. So we are not dissing wisdom. We are not disdaining wisdom. We actually speak wisdom among those who are matured, yet not the wisdom of the world, this age, the world, the age, the times. You know, every time I have wisdom that go with it. I, I, did, I never knew about staycation. I know, I think in my mom's times and my grandparents' time, they didn't have all this vacation and staycation and... That the times change, the times. So the wisdom of the times. So they will say, oh, oh, you are believing in the Bible. The Bible is a cake, yeah. You think the Bible hasn't got wisdom to give because you're operating by what these times think is wisdom. But it's not wisdom. It's not wisdom. It's not wisdom. How would you, why would you say, as for me, I want my freedom. I want to enjoy my life. So I don't want to marry and I don't want to have a child. It sounds like that sounds good, but it's, it's such a blinded thinking. Because tomorrow is coming. 
You know, so in the times, some things look like they are on things. It's good. But we that's why he said we speak the wisdom of God, not the wisdom that is according to this age, according to this world, according to this, this uh, time. So, so yet, not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, you know, the ruler, the politicians. What politicians say is okay. Uh, he said, we don't speak the wisdom based on political uh, rightness. It's not there, it's there in the Bible. He said, our, our preaching is not based on political correctness. Not the, not the wisdom that the rulers of this age speak. They accept. They accept things that are contrary to the word of God. It can be wisdom that we give ourselves to. Yet we are not stupid. We operate in higher wisdom. It says that no, the rule of this world, who are uh, uh, who are coming to note? So their wisdom comes to a note. Later on, they realize that this that this is not really the best, the best approach. That so so the wisdom of this world will always come to note. That's very important. It comes to nothing. It's coming to nothing. James said, comes to naught. The wisdom of this world comes to naught. Not nothing. Then verse 7. That's where I'm coming to. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It's in a mystery. It's, and it's the hidden wisdom of God. It's not, it's not common to ordinary people. That's why I keep saying. Someone who is not born again, who is not living a church life, you have to be careful when the person attempts to advise you concerning your pursuit of God. You have to take it with a pinch of salt. They are dealing and handling matters they don't have a working knowledge of. It's yeah. hidden. It's hidden. Bible said the wisdom of God is hidden. We speak it in mystery. So they hear it and say, well, what's all this about? What's all this about? Yeah, that's the wisdom of God in display. We speak it in mystery, which God, watch this, God, which uh, wisdom, which hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our what? glory. You see, glory has appeared. We spoke about that your faith will rest in the power of God, not the wisdom of men. However, we speak wisdom that brings glory. Your faith rests in the power. The psalmist said, I desired to see your power and your glory. And now he's saying that we, your faith shouldn't rest in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. However, God's version of wisdom is what has been ordained to our glory. That means that there is glory that is supposed to, uh -oh, there is glory that is supposed to show up in your life. There is glory that is supposed to manifest in your life. There's glory. But it starts with your faith resting in the power of God. That not just mere talk, but the power of God. The power of God. And he says that there is a wisdom, the kind of wisdom that is of God that has been ordained for our glory. Which glory, if the, the, the princes of this world, if the politicians have known, which none of the rulers, none of the princes of this world, uh, if they have known, for uh, none of them knew, for if they had known it, they would not have... Did you see that? It's the Lord of glory. They thought they were killing, not doing rather, they are releasing the glory. So today in our reading, in our reading, when we saw them trying to kill him and killing him, it's rather releasing the glory in him now. So the point here is, you might be going through different stages in your life. What you need to do is to put your faith in God. 
What you need to do is to put your confidence in God and in God's power, knowing that there's glory ahead. Because when they thought that you are going down, it's actually the program of God for your elevation. When they think that, no, they've gotten you, you are done and out, God said, now I'm about to do my thing. Now, let me show you this. Bible talks about how they crucified, if I went the first preaching of the church in Acts chapter is verse 21. Whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall not be put to shame. It says, For Jesus Christ, then he shall be saved. Then he says that men of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested or approved, accredited by God to you, to you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of y'all, as you yourself also know whom whom him being delivered by the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God ye have taken by wicked hands and have crucified and slain. I like the verse 24. I like the verse 24. They didn't know 24 was coming. They only thought they were the story. Oh, they only thought the story was ending in verse 23. That is the rulers of this world. If they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. How can you attain resurrection without death? So Jesus needed, that's why Jesus didn't fight. Kill me, kill me. <laughs> death, break it on, kill me, kill me. Kill. He would have paid them to kill him if he had the chance to. Kill me. The, world, the wisdom of this world said that is disgrace. You are going down. Nothing is happening for you. You are failing. Oh, no, 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 no. As long as I'm in the plan of God, as long as I'm in the program of God, as long as I'm, as, as long as I'm still hungry for God. Look at verse 24. It says that whom God has raised and lost the pains of death, for it was not possible that he should be, King James, holding of it. New King James, it wasn't possible for death to hold it. Held by death, it wasn't possible. So God raised from the dead. In Luke, in Luke chapter twenty-four, when you read the verse twenty-six, Jesus said to them, "Oh, ye of slow, ye slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have said." Oh, watch this. Let's start from verse 24. Let me show you something. 24, then we can go to 26. Certain of those who were with them went to the tomb and he found out that the women, uh, but he, they did not, they, they, just as the women said, but they didn't see Jesus. Okay, they didn't see him. Then Jesus, then Jesus said, oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. You have to learn how to believe what the prophet speaks. Then the next verse, he says that, Ought not the Christ to have suffered? Ought not the Christ to have suffered? They only saw verse 23, suffered. Acts 2.23, that's it, they, they crucified him. That's all. They thought they were putting him to death. So they only saw the suffered. Ought not the Christ to have suffered? Suffered these things. And watch this, his suffering is what makes him enter the glory. The resurrection is the glorification. But you can have resurrection before death. Resurrection always comes after death. 
death precedes resurrection. So he said, this wisdom that God has been playing, eh, the enemy thinks he's, he's rather squashing you. He doesn't know that it's actually creating room for God's glory to be seen in your life. So what you have to do is to learn how to trust in the power of God. My brother, I know I, I know a lot have gone on. My sister, I know a lot have gone on. A lot, a lot, a lot has gone on. A lot have gone on and a lot is still going on. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? All things are working together. All things are working together yeah. for you. The bad things that they think they are using against you is actually working together for your good. How? Pastor, but I've waited and come on, come on, come on. Don't look at the situation. Look at the God and keep fo focus. Keep your faith on the power of God. That's why we fast. Some people are not desperate enough for God. We are desperate for God. We want to see his power. We want to experience his glory. Let your faith rest in the power of God. Because God is turning it around for you. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.